0: Hey there, we're back with you for another GM Daily. Um, so, there's not a lot to cover tonight. Um, the Royals signed left-hander Aroldis Chapman to a one-year deal. Um, he's going to make three and three-quarters million, and he could earn up to an extra four million in performance bonuses.
1: Okay, so Aroldis Chapman now, you know, used to be. One of the very best, if not the best, relief pitchers in baseball for a long time.
0: Yes. He is owner of the fastest pitch in Major League Baseball history, 105.7 miles an hour. His fastball has tailed off since then. It averages around 97 right now. And he he was with the Yankees. He started tailing off for the last few years. It ended ugly.
1: He He was
0: told... (laughs)
1: Really wasn't the greatest um, recently for the Yankees. Had a very good um, stretch this season, but then kind of bombed. And then things really got strange in, towards the end of the season.
0: Yeah, he, he missed some time with um, an infection that was due to getting a tattoo on his leg. Came back from that, really struggled a lot. Was told that he was unlikely to make the postseason roster and decided not to show up to a pre-playoffs workout, instead opting to stay at his home in Florida, so essentially going away without leave. And the Yankees obviously excluded him from their postseason roster after that, and he hit free agency on bad terms with them. There was no way they were going to re-sign him. And the Royals are the beneficiaries of that. Um, Now, Chapman walks too many people, but he does have that fastball slower than it was, still around 97 and a half miles an hour. High 90s yeah. He's got a slider, um, a splitter that he uses sometimes and he's not a closer anymore. He's not closer worthy, but he can still be a high leverage piece. Think, you know, Gregory Soto who Emma and I covered a little while ago. He's maybe around that level. Doesn't throw quite as hard, but there are similarities there, especially with the walk rate. So Again, not a top-tier pitcher at this point, but the Royals aren't paying him to be a top-tier pitcher. They're giving him $3.75 point seven five million, with $4 million in performance bonuses. So they're not paying him like a closer.
1: Yeah, I I think the Royals are slowly trying to wrap up this rebuild, or at least, um, I mean, they've got Bobby Witt Jr. Um, so Roldis Chapman, an older veteran, um, since they're... They've kind of been in the rebuild for a while, so this yeah. one-year deal is, yeah, just to help them through the season a little bit. Um,
0: yeah, and just he can be
1: an extra piece. Yeah,
0: he can be flipped at the deadline if they're struggling, and if he's doing well. Um, the thing with the Royals, their rebuild was supposed to be over by now. Um, they really focused hard on the college-polished pitching. Uh, you know, Brady Singer, Chris Bubik, um, Asa Lacey... Yes, but,
1: but they didn't turn out super well. No, so. the
0: Royals' pitching development has been really bad. And Brady Singer did break out in a, in a big way this year. He was he was very good for the Royals. It remains to be seen whether he can keep that up. And we'll see what happens this year. But really, the Royals need that pitching to break through. But at this point, they got a strong position player core coming. They've got MJ Melendez uh, behind the plate. He's got a lot of pop. Of course, Salvador Perez is there as well, so Melendez may get some time in the outfield. And I think he's also seen some time in the infield. Um, like you said, they have Bobby Witt Jr. They've got Vinny Pasquinito, who's a very Pascutino. good hitter. Pasquatino, sorry, a very good hitter at first base. So they have some young and up and coming. Um,
1: yeah, the the it's, it's not completely finished. They they can't contend for that um, for first place in that kind of shaky um, AL Central. Um, yeah, it,
0: it's possible, but it's not something that's likely to happen. You you really have to have a lot of things go right. And within the next few weeks, we should be covering the American League Central Division, and we'll go over the Royals in more detail then. But that's really all that there is for this Chapman signing.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, and the Mariners pick up Tommy Lastella. Now, Lastella, um, a journeyman bench piece early in his career um, with the Cubs... Did well with the Cubs for a while, then went to the. Um, then he went over to the Angels, where he really broke out as a guy who really didn't strike out a lot. Um, he made a ton of contact, had a little bit of pop. Um, and he was very good with the Angels. Then he hit free agency, signed a three year deal with the Giants, and just busted. I mean, injuries, underperformance, the lot. The Giants designated him for assignment.
1: And the Mariners picked him up, dropping this is Sheffield.
0: Yeah, so. Uh, the the Mariners pick him up. They will only have to pay the league minimum salary. The Giants are still on the hook for the rest of that salary. So this is basically no risk for the Mariners, except in that they're designated just to Sheffield for assignment. Now, Sheffield is a former top prospect whom they got from the Yankees in the James Paxton trade.
1: Yeah, so this is another one of those maybe seemingly small Mariners pickups that they're just doing shore up that um, roster. We've gone over a few of these recently.
0: Yeah, and LaStella is high upside. I mean with that contact, at the very least if he stays healthy, he can be a useful bench piece. Um as a guy who doesn't strike out a lot, every team would love to have one of those guys on their bench. You need a contact hitter. And I think this is a solid pickup for the Mariners. It's been a steep fall from Grace for Justice Sheffield, who was a former top prospect. He's really tumbled, um struggled in the bigs, struggled in triple A. He's just really been hit hard over the last several seasons. And maybe some other team can pick him up, take a flyer on that pedigree, but his time with the Mariners is essentially over.
1: Maybe. I mean, sometimes with pitcher, pitchers especially, um, you get shaken up once or twice, and you're never the same again, really. So, yeah, that's possible. Um, it'd be interesting to see what becomes of Sheffield, too, if some team picks him up and brings him back to his former glory. Yeah. and, and, um, the, it, and It's possible.
0: Yeah, and it's likely that some team will take a flyer on him. He's not that far removed from his prospect heyday. So it's possible and even probable that some other team will take a flyer. But if they don't, um, the Mariners will retain him if no team claims him. And that wraps it up for tonight. Uh, We didn't have the National League East for you guys um, this week. We're still preparing that episode, so that should be out early next week. Until then, this is the GM
1: Baseball Podcast. (laughs) I'm <laughs> sorry.